y'all. We are back. Welcome to another episode of More Than a Title. I'm your host, as usual, Jared Thomas, Chief Revenue Officer at Outside the Box Digital. And you know I got my brother, my brethren, your favorite CEO's favorite CEO, Chadio. Oh, wrong side again. You know the vibe. I thought I was <laughs> going to get it right on the last episode. <laughs> your military left. <laughs> What's good, though, baby? Yeah. What's good, man? We're last last episode of the season, man. Hey, man, I just, I just want to say... Um, thank you to the to the supporters once again. Absolutely. And this has been our Amazing. best season yet. Just to give you a quick overview, we normally do 14 episodes a season, possibly a bonus if we have a really, you know, powerful guest coming on. We are in our 30. This is episode 32. Yeah. 32. Or so we have we have doubled our our past three seasons and it's all because of you guys the support that we've been getting the referrals that we've been getting it's been overwhelming and i just want to say thank you from the bottom of our heart That's we it. could not have this show become what it is becoming without your support that's an absolute fact, y'all. We appreciate y'all, man. And also, shout out to our partners, the Live Podcast Network. So if you want more content from Black creators, like more than a title, make sure you download the app and support your favorite content creators. And shout out to our executive producers, Real Block Films. And 2024, we going up, ma. I mean, we're going to give you more looks. We're going to give you better, better everything, y'all. But we appreciate y'all. We got a strong team. And with that said, let's start the show. Let's get it rocking. So this brother right here, he has over 15 years of experience in the advertising industry and is passionate about creativity, which is one of the reasons why he founded Black at Con. So Black at Con is an organization that aims to create systemic change in advertising by increasing representation of Black people at Con on the jurors, speakers, and attendee list, ensure increased representation of Black creatives in advertising, create a space for Black vendors and brands to attain a level of access on the global stage. So let's introduce this brother, the founder at Black at Cons, Osas Okorobar. Let's get, let's, let's get, let's get a horn, man. Thank you, whoa. My brother. Welcome to the show. Thank Welcome, you. brother. Welcome to the show. We are, we are absolutely delighted to have you. Absolutely. Boy, thank you for um showing up. Yeah, thank you. Um, I'm, I'm excited to be here tonight. Um, I'm excited to have uh, a candid conversation tonight that <laughs> I might end up. <laughs> I need to call my lawyers up. <laughs> listen, listen, let, let, them, let them know you might say some shit on here that they might have to, they might have to put out some cease and desistance for. We're going we to tell it all on here, man. We ain't fucking around. A, we, we keep it real. We keep it real. And, we, nah, and, we, and we're unapologetic, man. When Jared told me, uh, what you do, man. I, you know, we had the conversation. I said it's absolutely mandatory that we get this brother on the show. Representation absolutely. is a must for our culture. I'm gonna say it again. Representation is a must for our culture. We do not have it enough, and we need brothers like yourself to continue doing what you're doing, so yeah. that we can increase the view of what we're doing as a society. Absolutely. Yeah, you know, matter of fact. Oh man, my bad, bro. Damn. <laughs> To give you one of those, oh my! It was so yo yo size. It was kind of yo. It was kind of deep. Listen, I was like yo. Damn. Listen, even though it's episode thirty two, I'm ready to pod. The shoulders is moving. You ready to pod, man? But we, <laughs> definitely, pod, we, we definitely gonna go. I want to talk in detail, yeah. in depth about Black and Con for sure. Yes, what absolutely. made you go into that? But let's talk. Start from the beginning, brother. Like, tell us a little bit about your upbringing, man. Like, you know, and how you got into the industry. Because I would have loved to understand more how you got to this point. Yeah. So, uh, like my shit says, right? Um, mm -hmm. I'm African raised, uh, Detroit made. Mm -hmm. Um, I got into advertising about, uh, 
about uh, 15 years ago. Mm -hmm. uh, actually, prior to that, right, I um, I'm, I grew up in Nigeria. And mm -hmm. um, back when I was in university, right, I, I went to cast to make some monies for myself back when I was in university, right? Mm -hmm. As models. So I went into an advertising agency and I saw what the guys were doing. I was like, whoa, I was starting to become a geology major. I was like, I want to be like those cats. Uh, uh, yeah. well, the reason why I wanted to be, be, be like them was they were laid back. They, they could do whatever they could do. And they still had a corporate job. They could be themselves and still work around in a corporate environment. So I wanted to be me. Mm -hmm because I, I, I love creativity. I wanted to be me and still work in a corporate job. So how right. can I combine both? And that's when I decided my love for advertising came true, the fact that I had a level of creativity in me, right? I, I was an ad director. I, I, I knew how to draw. I knew how to bring creative pictures to life. So mm -hmm. what I did was out of graduating university i went back to school and started advertising and started becoming an ad director so mm. i started to become an ad director then i landed my first job at a wpp agency then mm. that i found out that i wanted more wait hold on hold on besides can we can we let the listener that's one of the largest agencies in the world for the listeners y'all wpp one of the largest holding companies in the world yeah, yeah so, I, I didn't know that either, so I'm glad you actually because I was going to ask him what that was later. So thank you for clarifying. That. Yeah, no, nah, that that's that's well, major. That's major keys. I know what that is? Yeah. 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 So so I, I advertising brought brought me to travel and see around the world. Okay. Mm. So mm. I started working and traveling and growing for from a little city in Nigeria, but I could now travel and see the world through advertising. And I could go, 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 go to various cities and, and, and do, do shoots with my team, uh, travel down to South Africa, travel down to London and do different shoots. And I fell in love with the industry, right? Mm. After graduating about 16 years ago in advertising, 16, well, say 17 years ago in advertising. So that's how I came into the business. And my trajectory within the business started from, uh, being an ad director, then I became a copywriter. Then I moved into the business part of it because now one thing about copywriters, it's they tend to know more about the business. So learn more about the business. I wanted to learn more about the business part of it and how the way it works. So I moved into brand management to understand that part. Yeah. So it's it's that that's how my trajectory start my trajectory in the advertising space started. So. Wow. From there, and I went into strategy to understand how the business was. So uh, basically, that's my background in advertising, uh, working around in, in different agencies for for about 15, 16 years. Mm. I like it. Yeah, I was, I was like, hold on now. We're we gonna, we about to take him to school. Come on. Huh? Come on, come on guys. Let's go. First period. I like it. First period. Let's go, y'all. I just feel like I love this story, but before, because you, you know, we're going to dive deep into what you're doing now, but before we do that, I would love to actually yeah. take a step back. Right. Sure. I think you are our first guest that was actually born in Nigeria that we've had on the show. Facts. Um, so Facts, what I would like, what I would like to talk about, because um, you can't skip past where, where you started to where you are without understanding that journey, because it's equally important. Right. Message.
starting right. out in Nigeria, right? When you don't have a lot of these resources, like you said, you knew how to draw and you knew how to do these things. Can you can you walk us through what life was like in Nigeria where, you know, yeah. what made you develop these artistic skills? It's um, grow, growing up young. It's uh, watching TV and watching American shows and, mm. and, and cartoons and all that. It's uh, I, I, I learned the, I learned the, the, the various uh, artistic abilities for, from an early age. Mm. And growing up, I'm part of me, became part of me as growing up. And even though I didn't have much access to that, mm. I moved from my little city to a place called Lagos that had a variety of creativity. Right, Lagos yeah. has been one of the creative hubs in Africa for the Absolutely. past wow. 40, 50 years. You had, you, had, you had the likes of the Beatles doing yeah. songs with Fela in the 70s. Yeah. You had wow. a whole lot of folks that have that, that, that break grounds there in terms of creativity. Yeah. So for me, and I was now thrown into a world of absolute creativity, mm. and I could expand that 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 creative sense and right. venture into places and, and and get the guy who gave me my my first gig. Uh, sh shout out to Steve Babaiko who gave me my first job in advertising. But the bottom line is mm. the, the 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 most important thing was accessibility and giving opportunities because not everyone was able to have the same kind of opportunities that, that I did. But there, it is. Have, yeah. there it is. And that is what was good for me that I had access. And for those, right. why, when we, as we continue this journey, uh, on this conversation, I'll explain what that access and coming into America and how that was different for me. And access was the major thing. And most people, especially in, in, in America, especially within our community in America, don't have that accessibility to actually grow these skills. Absolutely. Uh, when I look back to when I was working and working with with, 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 with with young kids from the Detroit public schools and how and I saw, saw how creative they were, they don't have the same accessibility that I did. It's people will come in and show, mm. show them what advertising is all about, but it ends there in terms of accessibility and growth and mentorship to actually shape them into being part of the business that's never been there. So those are the kind of huddles that I've seen in America that I didn't have growing up in, in Africa when it comes to the advertising world. That's real, man. And that's what I that's what that's I real. want to do. That's it's, real. It's, you know, because it is all about accessibility and opportunity. Me and Jared talk about this thing all the time. Yeah. No mistake about it. There are people that are super talented that will never, ever get the yeah. chance to explore or just build on their talents and, and chase their dreams because they don't have the accessibility to the tools and or the tutelage from a mentor to show them or even, you know, get them to understand that it is possible for them to become what they want to become. Yeah, that's right. And we, we got we got a good question too, bro. Because I was thinking the same thing. Did you get pushed back from your parents to pursue a different career path? No, my mom was was, was very liberal. Okay. Uh, she supported me every way that... That that and everything I want, want wanted to do, and that's the fact. It's having supportive uh, parents is also good to ensure that you can let let your kids be what they what they love and not what you want them to be. Because being yeah. what they love, they're going to succeed in that path. And the most important thing is understanding that passion is greater than 
having a job. If you mm. have passion for a job, you make money along the way without realizing you're making monies. And that's the good part about it is passion for me is what drives me. And the fact that people need to understand that you need to mold your children in whatever whatever they do in the right path and 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 mold that creative abilities that's what make them who they will be tomorrow and they'll become successful in whatever passion that they have in message that's real bang that's, that's real you you know what strikes me too bro you also said the accessibility because you would think right that we don't have the accessibility, but you would also think if you're living here, it would be vice versa, right? That you didn't have the accessibility, especially to the ad ad culture, right? And ads, especially, is something that we're not taught. Like, I, I fell into this gig, bro. I'm going to be honest with you. I fell into the industry and didn't know it. But this ads is something that we see since young that shapes us, shapes who we are, shapes, shapes a lot of things in culture. You know what I'm saying? And we don't think about the business. We're never taught the business of it. Yes, it's and, and that's why, again, I, I go back to Detroit public schools. When I work with kids, we're 16 and 17, and yeah. they were building uh, proposals and working on campaigns, I was yeah. like, I couldn't do this when I was your age. And I was like, <laughs> Facts. most of these folks, right, can beat any agency in terms of a pitch. Absolutely. Put them forward in, in an RFP, and they're going to win. And shout out to the CMO of Pinterest who, who, mm -hmm. who supported that, that initiative. That's dope. And the most important thing was, it's very important that we nurture our young ones at, 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 at an early age because Gen Z and the next generation coming forward, they are four thinkers. They are creative beyond beyond who we were growing up. And the kind of things That's that right. they can pull together, we, we can do it in a million year, years in a, when, we are, when we are their age. So we are moving into an era where young kids have developed creativity to, to, to an optimum level that we need to be able to fine tune and nurture that. And when, when I work around in my city in Detroit, for to say, and all the agencies here are, is, that are predominantly 98% white, it's, it's, it's terrible with the fact that they are don't, don't create models that can infuse these kids into a, into a platform where they can actually grow. They will give yeah. them a symptom of what the advertising world is, but they don't actually induct them into mentorships that will flow them into opportunities in, 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 into, into the industry. And so that's what I've seen across the United States, right, that I didn't see for myself with getting those opportunities, someone who could mentor me and grow me in, 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 into the industry. And that's the problem. Message. And that's so real. But how do we scale the opportunities for black young talent, right? The young brothers in Detroit that are 16 to 17 that are killing these RFPs that are doing things that million dollar agencies can't produce. How do they get access without no opportunity? So how do you create that opportunity at scale for those type of talent? Because we still know there's a game present in this industry. You said 98 percent white. So yeah. how, how do you how do we change the narrative as that? Like, I know it's organizations like yours and things like that. But like, how do we do it at scale, brother? Okay, now we're going into the conversation. <laughs> That's real. That's the real shit, now, man. That's the real now, man. Now we want to start into into the real talk. All right, let's do now, it. Hold on, hold on. So, so if we if we starting into the real talk. If you said that wasn't real talk, then hold on. Let's, 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 hold on. Hold on. He was he was talking that talk. Hold on. Let's get him. If we real talk, second right. period has begun. Second or third. Second or third? We go. We go. This is gonna be two periods. Second and third, y'all. Okay, third period. Here we no go. No eating, y'all. Let's go. Have a real conversation. Yeah. It's opportunities. We can't keep saying that 
they're going to give us those set opportunities. Like I mm. made a post today about DEI being dead. Yeah. Uh, diversity and inclusion yeah. has been a facade or has been a mirage Absolutely. of what we expect to actually cause change within this industry. George Floyd died, right? And a lot of people made a lot of statements that we're going to cause change. We're, we're going to be more inclusive. We're going to do this, yada, yada, yada. And we are three years down the line, going to four years down the line, the numbers have dwindled from the 12% representation of black folks in yeah. America. We are less than 5% within the advertising industry. So when I look at this, I'm like, I thought you all said we are going to cause change. I thought you all said that you're ready to make this change, but we are now, rather than progressing forward, just like the statements that say it's not yet time, we just keep moving backward. So how do we actually cause change when the big agencies are not pushing forward or the brands haven't been in the forefront of saying yes, we are going, we are putting our foot down that there has to be certain percentage of business given to a certain group of people. That has been the issue. Absolutely. So how do we cause change when we are predominantly looking that America by 2050 will be predominantly diverse race? So how do we not know that that mini market that we, that we called, that used to be $50 million back in the 50s, mm. is now what trillions... When we look at brands like Nike, Coca-Cola, and all the rest of them, we're in the forefront of not just the culture, but consumer-based goods. So how do we use our voice in relation to the fact that none of these changes have, been, have, have come true? So the bottom line is we are the only ones that can cause this change. Absolutely. No one else can do it for us. And the issue for me, even though we are in the forefront of causing this change, are the people that they put before us to actually stop us to cause this change, which are mm. people that look like you and me who Absolutely. are the gatekeepers. So they are not going to come forward and tell, tell you no when, when you bring your presentation forward. They're not going to come ahead and say, no, we can't support you. They're going to bring someone that looks like you to tell you no. And that has been the, the structure and the format in place that why we keep going around in circles. Thank so you. when we speak of DEI, DEI is just basically to hold parties during um, Black History Month. Mm -hmm. DEI is just basically to make folk get that said government deduction when they're putting that, they did their taxes in. But DEI has not been formative to actually cause structural change. And that has been the problem. So when Elon Musk says, says that he wants to cut out DEI, I'm in support of it because it hasn't been effective to cause change. Message. So That's real. It, it, it's been a problem that we just keep going around in circles and we don't see the issues before us. And we come around and we, we hold awesome parties and we keep having the same conversations year in year out and we keep talking about oh it's not yet time for us to cause change when are we going to cause a change i'm gray yeah. the conversation has been there before i started having this gray beard 
It's going to be there when my kids are my age. So what else are we going to do? We're going to still having the same conversations without having to create structural change. So the only people that can push forward in relation to causing change are people that look like you and me. And that's why we decided to say, hey, mm. who, who are those who are like minds with us? Let's yeah. stop talking the talk. Let's stop holding these amazing parties where we are only used for entertainment purposes. Because if you look at if you look at the structure of the US, mm -hmm. right? When we look at black folk, we are called up when it's boiled down to entertainment. Where whether that be in the creative space, it's seven sixty percent of all the ads that are being shown out there has a form of hip hop or or, or, or pop or or, or, or or black culture infused right. in it. Talk so about when, it. When, when, so when it comes to who rip, rips and makes the monies of it, we are not the ones. But it's our culture that drives it. It's it's whether be it a pair of sneakers or or some pair of Louis Vuitton clothes, it's our culture that drives it. Absolutely. So benefiting while our communities not benefiting, while our young ones not benefiting from the proceeds of what of, of our likeness and our and our talent. Whether it be sports, it's us. Whether it be it yep, music, yep. it's us. Whether it be anything that is entertainment and pleasing, we are in the forefront of it. But when it comes to those who make the monies, we are not the ones who make the money. Message media, yeah. For example, and and um, I hear the likes of 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 Richard Dennis talking about it every single time, and accessibility is not being given and we're talking about trillions of dollars being spent every single year and we don't even have five percent of the media spend it is it is crazy it's it's painful yeah. I, I so, you can take us out of this it's us awesome. yeah that's you spin he's spitting but i have to i don't want to say devil's advocate on this one i want to shine a different light if i may on your perspective mm-hmm mm -hmm. When you are dealing with any community, black, brown, green, orange people, it doesn't matter. When you're dealing with an impoverished community, a community that is used to being enslaved and their culture being stripped away, taken away and profited from, et cetera. And you have this community of people that have been gone without for so long. Then when the movement starts, everybody kind of wants it immediately. This, I think, is the problem, right? I don't think that we are moving the train fast as it should. We are moving the train, right? And I'm going to say that because we cannot discredit. I understand what you're saying, right? Yes, you're gray. And, and you said like, you know, yes, yes, we're still having this conversation. But remember the conversation that we were having that our grandparents and our great grandparents were having before we were even able to do this. We didn't even have this. You understand what I'm saying? I'm not saying it's right. But change takes time. It takes a lot of time because you can't erase 400 years of oppression in two generations, right? What they have effectively done is program, and this is what you're talking about. They have programmed us now to hate each other. So mm -hmm. now we don't, we're, they're not the problem anymore. We're the problem, right? Yeah. So I think that the first thing that we have to actually do is to start holding people truly accountable okay yeah. ones that get in power the ones that use the community to get to these positions whether politicians whether elected officials and things of that nature we have to truly hold them accountable that's number one number two 
excuse me, number two, what we have to do is we have to start um, using ourselves as an example, right? Me and Jared might not have a platform as big as some of these other platforms, right? Yep. Guess what? We're not holding ourselves to that level and say, well, when we get this high, then we're going to do it. We're doing it now at the ground level. You understand right. what I'm saying? We're doing it at the ground level. We're not saying when we make a million or we become rich and famous, then we'll enact change. I think that people need to start enacting change from the ground level up because make no mistake about it. You're not going to change the masses overnight, but what you can do is change a couple individuals here and there, and that continues the ball rolling, which will eventually end that change. Message. Oh, when I say I, I saw a movie over the weekend that reminds me of this conversation. Did you guys uh, see Killers of the Flower Moon? Uh, no, I haven't seen that. Long story short, bro, it's about an Indian tribe, right? They basically was put off their, their village. They got put in Oklahoma, right? In Oklahoma in the early 1900s or late 1800s, right? They found out that that reservation had oil and the family struck oil. They got They were the richest in the world. They were the Saudis, essentially, back in the 1800s, right? 1900s. They basically came in, um, white families were marrying into them, and they were murdering them off and taking their inheritance. So so what you said about us having the big, the problem is we don't know we got the fucking oil. Yeah, A lot I, of us. No. <laughs> you feel me? And that's the analogy I, for that. I, Chad, I, I do agree with you a little bit, but I'll give you a few examples why I don't totally agree on, on, on that concept. Mm. Uh, the three percent uh, came out a few years ago and requested that there has to be an increase in relation to women uh, having senior roles, and that changed dramatically. Um, it was led by it was a, a, a women front based organization, which is amazing, and change happened uh, within three four months. Mm. We've been having these conversations since the days. Of, of Thomas Borrell in the 70s, right? We've been having the same conversation to actually cause change. So we keep going around in circles. Um, I, will, I, I, will, I will urge you to go read the book by a fellow from Chicago called uh, Madison Avenue. Uh, it's about the black Madison Avenue and how the, the, the beautiful days of, of, of black advertising back in the 70s and how that change actually happened. Now, we are pushing forward for change. We keep requesting that this change happens. And like you said, it, it's been so long in terms of people having accessibility. And a few sets of people that have accessibility, of course, when you are coming from a place of not having anything and, you, and you're giving a little access, mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's overwhelming and you want what it is for you. But what we get most of the time are the crumbs. When we, uh -huh. we, we, if they were given a slice of the bread, it will be okay to, 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 to feed our needs. As we speak, there's no black agency anywhere in the world that is a agency on record on a Fortune 500 business. But once, but Next is that goes back to the analogy I just said. We don't realize we have and, the oil. It's up to us. And, it's up to us, brother, to price it and market it accordingly that way. And I've worked in this age, some of these agencies, and they're killing it. The work is good, but accessibility again, and being given the opportunity to actually try. Let me say, an agency 
art from from uh, Sandusky, Michigan, for for example, can have accessibility to be given an opportunity to actually try out on, on a Fortune 500 business. Right. But a small agency out from Brooklyn will not have the same opportunity or accessibility because Josh went to school with 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 James, who is now the CEO of the agency or of the brand. But 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 Sherelle, who comes out from for from a local neighborhood, doesn't have the same connections as accessibility to actually try to set those as opportunities. So we are coming from a place of lack, a place of not giving those set opportunities. So when we get little, we want to be able to try. And most of the time, agencies are trying to keep their lights on. That's it. Agencies are trying. Agencies are trying to actually give get the opportunities because they are the ones that are going to hire those black kids. I spoke of in Detroit because they understand those kids. But if they don't have the funding, they don't have the business, they don't have the accessibility to actually do it. They they can't do it, and that's where we 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 are looking forward to actually bridge that gap in relation to core cause and change because it's been so long and we've started it and we've seen the outcome. We started little by little and we've done the user research on it and it has worked. And those businesses are killing it that 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 that, that, that have stepped in, in those spaces. But we now need to take it on a bigger scale and understand that black vendors should get the same opportunities as those same big agencies. Absolutely. And that is not just because we're saying they, they should be given, but we're saying that they are credible enough to be recognized as general-based agencies and not cultural-based agencies alone. Because mainstream culture is our culture in selling the set products and services or ideas from, from this 1,500 companies. And it's time that we understand this narrative and push it forward to where it's supposed to be. And that is what we are trying to do. And that's what we, we the creation of Black Hat has been, right? Black mm -hmm. Hat was, was the start of it. But we, 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 we redesigned it to be Black Hat because we want to focus. We have about close to about a thousand members currently, which we have on a platform. Now we are moving that on to be able to understand that we have the CMOs, we have these vendors, but there's, there, there's no bridge. How do we create the bridge to where these two sets of people be able to connect, understand what, 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 what each other needs and be able to deliver in a timely fashion and be able to understand it so we can be able to grow as a community. And that's what 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 you're all about. So, so curious, bro. Let, let's talk. How, so, how are you fostering community with a black icon with a thousand members? How are you fostering? How are you fostering community? It's um, fostering community for us. It's we started it two years ago, right? Black icon was started out right uh, from uh, when we had a conversation with the cons team uh, back in 2000 when the passing of George Floyd and uh, Simon. Hey, hey, Simon. Uh, I know you'll be watching this soon. Uh, Khan, uh, right, we started this out in relation to the fact that we want to change. They want to change. Yeah. And we wanted a system where we could infuse more Black people, starting out with Khan, to infuse more Black people to actually be able to be part of the system. Because winning a lion is great, 
but yeah. also being part of a Jew at, at the Lion increases your portfolio. So we only have about seven black senior executives in, in the yeah. United States, uh, including Walter Gere, including the the the, the, the likes of, uh, a whole lot of them, and just seven of them. Why can't we have more? Not just because yeah. there's nobody who else can fill those roles, but because of their accessibility and opportunities are, are limited because their portfolio doesn't cry out to the other ones of their counterparts. And yeah. that's why, even though they do great, great, great work. So it's very important that we decided this, and that's how we started the roadmap. And 2022, we had about 25 judges. 2023, we had about... 30 judges' so suggestions that we made. Yeah. And the bottom line was causing change. And change, we saw how that started out little by little and how our infusion of this change started out. Um, we we made a so suggestion to the can team like, hey, if you really want to push this forward, uh, Spike, who is one of the greatest people of all time in terms of creativity in the black community, yeah. has to be given his flowers yeah. in the advertising space, just like what 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 did at the Oscars. And they yielded to it, and, and, and that happened. We, we have prospects of somebody amazing next year, and I hope that works. But the bottom line is our aim is to ensure that we create the space for black excellence to actually blossom. And mm -hmm. how we start that is by little, 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 little steps, like how Chadio said, we got steps, start with those little steps, creating that strategy, but having a mindset of what our plan is. So our plan initially was to start up with can. Yeah, now, and bro, can I, can I give the listeners context real quick for those who aren't in the advertising space? Yes. So Khan is essentially the Grammys of advertising, right? So what Osas is saying is only seven people there that are like that, like you know, that are top of the advertising food chain, right? If you win a Khan, when I was working at Khan, it was equivalent to one million dollars in new revenue if you get one trophy. That was a stat eight nine years ago. So imagine how your career goes as a black creative that wins a couple of those and makes the brand your agency x amount of money how can that propel your career and the problem is we don't have many opportunities to win that and what black icon is doing is making sure we're in the jury making sure we can create those opportunities making sure that our creative is seen on the same platform as others and, and on the grammys of advertising so i'm just going to i want to put that up there you know what i'm saying because that's what it is i yeah. want to i want to chime in real quick i want to try to tie this together Mm -hmm. because Osas, you made a very good point that I, I'm, I'm going to backtrack on, right? And Jerry, you said something too, and I'm going to pull them both together. You see, Osas, you said you started out and you had opportunities as a child. Mm -hmm. It fostered what you wanted to do as a child. You knew what you wanted to do. It became your passion. You started young. Because you started young, you didn't waste a lot of time spinning your wheels and doing a bunch of other shit trying to figure it out. You were dedicated and focused, which allowed you now to now take the steps in the direction of climbing the ladder. It doesn't matter rapidly. It just matters faster than if, if you would have done it a different way. Vice versa, without the accessibility, like Jared said, you end up falling into a job. You know what that means? It's a completely different mind frame, right? It is a completely different mind frame 
from a person that is passionate, like this is what I'm going to dedicate my life to and this is what I want to do versus a person that's like, listen, I fell into this, but it's a good job and I want to do what I got to do to keep this paycheck because I'm supporting my family on it. That's where I'm saying like it in lies the problem. Playing right? the game with the flature balloon, bro. Yeah, that, that right. That in lies the problem because when 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 you're looking at people that are qualified for these positions, right? It's right. different from a person like yourself that was raised in this and you and you were able to develop your portfolio versus somebody that was just given a chance on a women. Yeah. Now they're looking at it as yeah. a job. Right. So when so when Jared gets a job, he's doing his thing. Right. But mm -hmm. Jared's like, OK, I'm doing my thing, but I know I don't have a lot of experience in it. Right. You view it completely different. Your value system on how much you feel like your worth to the company is completely different. Uh, now, um, let me answer that question. Quick. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Now, one of the reasons why I was able to move forward yeah. was because there are people I could see, like me, yeah. that had the same opportunities and they yeah. were already there. Like yeah. I said, I walked in somewhere and I saw people who looked like me who mm -hmm. had those opportunities. Yes. Yeah. Right. So now let me come down to Detroit. Now, I, I had a friend in Detroit who grew up in a, in, in, in a basic church. Okay. Now, she was the first to, to get a PhD. In, uh -huh. in the family, right? Uh -huh. She's the first black woman to get a PhD in her field, right? No. America from her university. Now, the reason why she was able to do it was because within our church system, there were people with PhDs. There were people who had those same opportunities who were there. So how do you cause that change? It's by creating a community of people who are already there who have access and who can put you in and say, yes, I can lure you in. And we have 700 plus of those sets of people who are senior executives from around the world. So what we're trying to do is create a platform that have access to mentorship, access to, to, to programs, access to education to be able to get you what you need to grow. Because the mm -hmm. most important thing is accessibility. So if you do not have access to people who are like minds and have the same opportunities of what you want to be, then it becomes a problem because what you see, what you hear is very, very important. Yeah. So what mm -hmm. we try to do is to make sure that those same sets of people like the seven we speak of, Walter and the rest of them, yeah. we put them in the forefront so people can, can be like them. Like when, when I was working at uh, the Detroit Public Schools again, Mm -hmm. I remember some kids while walking up to me after, after one of my classes and say, whoa, you, you drive that car? Whoa, what do you do, man? I, I love to know more because they saw what I was doing yeah. and they loved what I was driving, right? The yeah. fact that they, they wanted to be that, they wanted to have all that, but they could now see for it. And someone went up to me, man, I love, love you to mentor me, man. I love you to do this because he wants the flashy life. Right, he wants he wants to drive the car. He wants he wants that job. He wants to make that money, right? But he needs somebody to say to show him that hey, you can be this without doing that, because in our community we only see one or two ways that we can get it, yeah. and not understanding that there are a lot of other ways that you can make it. Right, you don't have to be in the front of the camera, right? Yeah. To make it, you can be in the back of the camera and, and still kill it in the millions. You mm -hmm. can own the camera. How about that? <laughs> yeah. So, so there are a whole lot of ways, a whole lot of things that we do not know yeah. growing up. 
And that's why it's important to bring those sets of people who are few like us to say, hey, this is what 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 we need to put forward. Yeah, he said, well, when you drive, I was thinking the same hey, shit. You, you had the, you hey, know what I mean? Come on, Hayes. Come on, Hayes. You had the it's Tesla, the, 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 yeah, the Tesla drive, the Cybertruck. Come on, Hayes. In 06, come through. Yeah, yeah the, the Batmobile. <laughs> the Springwell. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree with you. At, another, at, time, at, another time, I was a G-Wagon, but that yeah. particular time, it was a Tesla. Yeah, but, hey. but, but, but the fact is this. It's, yeah. When you are successful mm -hmm. within our community and the young kids want to know what that success looks like. Right. Be, be, because like you said, we've been limited to have that same opportunities like other folks do. So we want to grab it. We want to stay in a big house. We want to drive the flashy cars. And there are little ways we know how to get it. Yeah. But there are tons of ways we can. And that's what we're trying to make sure that we achieve on a global scale to change our mindset. And even though, because no other person will do it for us, yeah, right? It's only we who can do it for we. And that's why I love the amazing parties that happened this year. Uh, uh, Blevity, uh, uh, Afro, um, Afrotech, my, my amazing partners. They're amazing. Mm. I love what they're doing. Oh. Like, so, shout, shout, shout out, out to them. them for sure, and, and and we need more of that in relation to bringing the likes of the CEO of of uh, of Calendly, who who is what billions, and put him in the forefront and say, "Well, war is black is what billions," and that's the kind of ideas we need to see, right? That is the kind of thing to see that you can succeed and you can make it on your own. You don't need anybody else to tell you that you can't. But you need to see those people who look like you to understand that it is possible and it can be done. Message. You beat me to it. <laughs> yeah. Quick, you know, quick is drawing this side of the Mississippi. <laughs> no, he, he, he's absolutely right. Facts, though. I agree with that. You know, I agree with that portion. Like I said, you know, one hundred and ten percent. I just the the powerfulness of the mind. And what we are going through culturally, right, is so damaging to us. It is so damaging to us that we don't see these things. You know what we? See? You know who's driving these cars? Entertainers or drug dealers? That's who's driving these cars, right? Entertainers or drug dealers, right? Sports players. That's why we have a limited view often of what we have to do to make it out the hood. So it is very important for us to get these programs out there, for these, these mentorships to become a, a staple in our community to say, listen, man, there are other ways to be very, very successful without being an entertainer, without being a sports guy, without, you know, being, um, making a fool. Career-wise, that yeah. it's not short-term. You you don't have to be a yeah. figured-out rapper yeah. Right, you you can do this for years to come yeah. and actually get get a paycheck for forty plus years. Yeah, right. And that is where we need to understand that the only people who can do that, right? Because most of the time, when other folks do it, these young kids can't get it because they don't look like them. Yeah. Because the issue is we need people who are look like us. Yeah. So they can understand, they can comprehend, understand the language, understand that. It's it's like it's like the director from uh, from uh, from uh, Black Panther, right? Okay. He, said he was in South Africa, 
right? And they were making a barbecue, right? What 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 is called a bride in South Africa, right? Mm. And the the men were inside, right? The women were in a room, and the kids were jumping up and down elsewhere. He was like, "Whoa, this looks like my place down down in Philly, and we're having a barbecue." The mindset, and even though we are not the same, we are interconnected in a way, and we behave and act in the same way. Yeah. So when we see certain things that are pertaining to us, we are able to understand. So yeah. when somebody else that doesn't understand, that didn't grow up in a little hood like I did, yeah. right, in, in, in Nigeria, in, in a place called Wari, right, and I come into Detroit, I can still understand what those little kids are going through because it's similar to the same hood I grew up in. That's right. So that, that is why it's very, very important that we have people that are like us that can stand in that gap. And the only way to do it for growth to be to, to be in place is to understand that accessibility needs to be there for growth so people who are younger can fill in for the next generation. Absolutely. Method. Also, I also got to keep it real. Coming from this, we didn't had brothers like Walt on the show. We also had brothers that worked in the industry for 30 years and had horrific, horrific experiences in the advertising agency. Haji. You know what I mean? Shout out to my brother, Haji Williams. Yeah, you know Haji. what I'm saying? And, and like, so I just say for us, we have to acknowledge one, that there is a game. One, that there are going to be things that you face. For me coming in to a corporate America, brother, I had no person that was a black mentor for me to say, hey, brother, this is how you dress. This is how you act. This is how you, this is how you, this is how you be you. This is how you move in a space confidently. This is how you recognize that you're the oil. All the stuff that I was saying, you feel me? We didn't have that. So it's very hard. And going into the ad industry, it's a lot. People, ideas get taken. That's why there's only seven of them. And if you don't know Walt, the problem is he's not mainstream enough. I just saw the progressive TV ad. I just had to tell my son, you know, my bro made that. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? My bro just made that with Kid in Play. He's like, what? Well, how do you do it? But how would he know? And that's why we created platforms like this so we could get that story out. Have Walt come in here personally. How do we scale that, right? How do we do Black at Con? When I worked at Con, Osas, it was very white. But you know what I thought? I was selling the archive. So all the experiences and all the awards, I was selling that product back to agencies like WPPV. I mean, WPP. You feel me? I was selling it back to you guys. But what I would have to do to sell it, I'd have to look through the shit. So I'm looking through all the pieces of work and I'm like, this one, this it's, ain't us. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, that's why go, go, go back to those big agencies. Right. And it's very, very important that they cost us change and they mean yeah. it. And that's why I, I will still hold Mark Reed to his word that he's pushing forward to making sure that those changes are seen within his, his agencies. Right. Yeah, and, and and it's important that people who are some people who are up there are might have a good mindset, but it all trickles down to a few other sets of people and it starts getting yeah. diluted as it goes down. I so mean, it's very, very important that those issues are taken seriously. Absolutely. And for me, it's it's what I see for like Walter and the rest of them in relation to causing change, that walk is not a walk alone for them because they are up there. They've done their time, right? They've been able to push the door open for a few people who they can. But as a collective, it's up to us next to say what can we do as a collective, right? As a community to be able to push for more people to get into the door. 
Because the more you think that, oh, I'm up there, I'm a CMO, and I'm untouchable, two years, you're out the door. Next it. That's real. You think you're a CEO of an agency, of a white one agency, and I'm up there, I'm, and I'm all that. Two years, they're going to kick you out. So the bottom line is, it's understandable that you create a structure around yourself or a support system of people who can be with you. Yeah. And that's why I I, I speak with Jerry Novard of Becca. And I speak with, uh, we, we had an awesome time uh, in Cannes this year where where we had uh, a CMO uh, brunch. We had about 30 plus CMOs who were black. And, and our conversation should move from talk to action. Absolutely. And we've talked the talk. It's time to implement the action. And that's why I like what you're doing. They are creating a focus around globally that can actually increase yeah. And with, with the total leadership uh, and, and the structure to 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 to, to actually en engage young young executives to lead, and for us mm -hmm. that should be a structure in place that we put in place that younger leaders should be given an opportunity to actually be mentored and 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 get a place where they can have an opportunity to lead. Yeah, that. So, yeah. Also, can I ask you a question about the CMO meeting real quick? So at the CMO meeting, what was the common theme that you were hearing from black CMOs, right? What was the common issue that they were talking about? And what was there one action that came out of it? It's I'm just curious. Now, now it's, it's, there's been a disconnect, right? Gotcha. The vendors who are black feel like the black CMOs are not giving them the opportunities. The black CMOs want to give these opportunities. But what you should also understand, it's they have their target on their back. Because one, they're black, Message. Right? and two, they are being looked at. Oh, is it going to give this opportunity to a black person? And that's how they see them, just like me and you. Whether that's you are, whether you are, whether you have a PhD or you're a drug dealer on the street, right? If you're driving a car down the road, you get pulled over by a cop just because you're black. So the same scenario falls into this. It's they want to lead, they want to give you the opportunities, but you have to be able to be on a certain pedestal and have a conversation with them on what your offerings are. And that's mm. where we need to be able to align this to say, vendors, CMOs, let's have this talk. How can we bridge this gap in relation to making sure there's proper effectiveness? So part of what we're doing on our platform is accessibility. So we're having one to sign up about 100 plus DMOs, right? Mm -hmm. Vendors to have a 30 minutes conversation at any point in time where mm -hmm. the vendors can show their work, show their showreel and show exactly what they do. So this CMOs can understand a lot better and be able to defend them when they bring them forward for an RFI or an RFP. Because yeah. very, very important that gap is bridged. I because know. to understand from our research, that is the misunderstanding what that happens too. That the other folks that predominantly feel like they, they're, they're not going to give you the opportunity, we know those folks. We know, we know them by name. But the bottom line is there are some who are in the forefront and willing to actually say, I want to be in the forefront and I want to be fair. Before my time is over, let me see who I can help. But they need you to understand, but they need you to say, oh, before you bring your work in, 
put your portfolio like this. Readjust this. Put it in. So by the time it goes in, I can be able to defend it. And that's part of the conversation that is missing. Okay. Can't have that happen if A and B doesn't have an alignment and a conversation. And that's the part that we need to sort out first. Because Khan is amazing. We spent about a million dollars at Khan this year. We, we did parties, we did events, we did all that stuff. It mm -hmm. was amazing. But at the end of the day, how many black vendors did have opportunities? I, I can't think of one who was able to go away with it. Mm. So the bottom line there mm. is should we go to Cannes again next year where wow. we go through these amazing parties without having an objective and a goal for people who can actually grow and, and hire more younger people? No. There has to be a, there has to be an endpoint when you wake up on Saturday morning and you're living that you have three or four information and opportunities in place to actually grow your business. That's mm. the idea behind it. So we are not actually going to can like we started. We had a five. We have a five-year strategic plan. This is we're going to year three. Dope. Year year two was about inclusion. Year one was about inclusion. Year two was about productivity. Put productivity in the sense that. The first West African agency won an award this year in the 70 years of, of can existence, right? We had more black judges. So which means that creativity is not just about, oh, their work is not good enough, but because there are people in the room who understand the ads from those regions to say, yes, I understand this. This is where I come from. So... You need to change, you know, create systematic change. You need to change the structure in place little by little, like like, like what Chad Chario said. You need to change mm. it in place. You need to start building those blocks from the foundation. Yeah. So without a foundation, that can that growth cannot be there. Yeah. So we started year one, we started year two. Yeah, year three is about the future and, and innovative technology, right? And hope and our partners and putting that forward. And mm -hmm. We want to be able to show what black creativity is from a futuristic perspective. So the bottom line is, as we're moving each year, we want to be able to showcase uh, we, we, with our prospective partners like CultureCon, uh, Afrotech, and all the rest of them, to be able to showcase what it looks like from a tech perspective, from, from a creative perspective, because the most important is about the work. Can is about the work. Yeah, is amazing. It's second, the white folks do business and party later. We party all the time at Can. That has to change. Message over with, mm. with the perspective of what our ultimate goals are. Yeah. And in as much as we want to do it, by the time we're living on, on Saturday, we've aligned to make sure that we are focused. Yeah. And that is what, what it is. Because I'll be amazing if, if black agencies from UWG to Burrell or all the rest of them are, 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 are making a are killing uh, on billing to $300 million. Yeah. That is what we want to see. Yeah. So they can grow more offices. They can grow more global offices. They can hire more black people. They can increase your market share. And that is how you grow business. I have a black holding company. How about that? Exactly. Yeah, mm. but he, but he made a very good point, and I've spoke about this before. Um, I hope to create a black coalition um, within my union. I, I, I've done 22 years in construction. That was my main nine to five. 
um, we created a coalition called 100 Black Men, 100 Black Workers, 100 BCW. It was to give the Black diaspora a voice within the union because we felt like we had no representation, right? But this is what I explained to them. I understand that you guys, it's called 100 BCW, you wanted to be 100 men, but less is more, less is more. I am more concerned about the five people that can do the work of 20 than 20 people that are just there for the credit and, and the clout that the organization brings. You understand what I'm saying? But watch how we moved, right? This is what we did. We said, what do we want? So if we want representation in a certain area, for example, um, I believe it was called the, um, it slips my mind. It's, a, it's an organization. Um, mm. It's an organization, again, another black field organization, but they didn't have um, our direct interests aligned, right? We said, okay, no problem. How do mm -hmm. we become a part of this organization? We became part of the organization. We went mm -hmm. to the meetings. We became voting members. Once we became voting members, we we outvoted them and voted our, our guy in. Now you're in position here. So now I have a head here. I have head here. That's two heads of states, right? Now we, we keep doing this now and we form a coalition around and we hold each other accountable and let them know listen you have this job you have this title but be clear you are here for one specific reason like you said Usas, right we have an objective if you are not following this objective you're out you understand that way everybody is on the same page that is how you enact change because perfect example we come from the community right inner city youth one of our biggest places of learning is our community center Right. And the projects, they call it the, the community center. Right. Most of us play basketball there, you know, do homework there. Party, after. everything. Everything's done there. But guess what? You know, the director of the community center is directly in contact with the politicians. We get the grant money. We get this. This is how you start to change. Right. You get somebody in there that understands it. You get the STEM programs in there and, and, and the programs in there to teach tech. You get the people coming in there to teach stuff. Now you got it going on there. Now, anybody that's in the political field, you hold them accountable because they're controlling the education in schools because we have to change the education in schools. Right. This is a 360 degree problem. It is not a put a pin in this and this solves it, put a pin over here and solves it. So I'm glad you said that. Right. It must be an agenda and we must hold each other accountable because too many people get into power and once they're in power they forget the plan it's yeah. but hold the on message, it's that's real they, yes that's 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 part of it it's yeah that's real it's the plan forgetting the plan is understanding that you feel that you're untouchable yeah and yeah. yeah never works out I'm, no. I'm yet to tell you right up. it's it's give it three years, four years, they will kick you out. But 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 that but let me just say this: you have to be okay with losing the position to fight for the cause. I'm I'm just telling you how I feel. You can disagree. I've lost positions, Usas. I've lost nice. positions. Yeah. I have lost money. I built a casino in Queens. It was one of the first casinos at the Aqueduct, a billion dollar project. I heard my supervisor talking ill of my men. And my crew, my crew was all black and brown people, and I would not stand for it. It's, they wasn't paying them properly. I was getting paid properly. Their checks were bouncing. Their benefits were bouncing. We're doing like 100 hours it's, a week. It's, it's crazy. It's, yeah, you're right. It's, you got to be willing to fall you, on the sword. You, gotta you, be, you have to be willing to do that. I've, I've, I, I've lost positions. Right. Right. I've, lost, I've yes. lost roles just because 
I wasn't taking that crap because I I I said what I said. That's it. And I said and I stood for what I said. Can can you share one of those stories with us, bro? Absolutely. You, you got to be able to share one of those. What, what's one of those that happened? It's it's one of them. It's the reason why I won't share one of the major ones. Sure. Please, it's, please do, bro. It's, it's because of the relationship I do have above, above them. Yes. Mm -hmm. sense that I, I was able to go to a particular event and the same CEO walked up to me and start, started begging as if, as if I was like, oh, when when you get back in, let's talk. Let's have a conversation because he knew you had access to his bosses at that point in time, and I mm. knew what my goal was. My goal was beyond him. My goal was to get something bigger for people who were who were there. It wasn't about me. Mm. I was willing to lose. I was willing willing to lose a three hundred thousand dollar check a year because I believed that what they were doing was wrong in relation to progression of young black creatives. That's you right. have to be able to understand and stand for something. If you don't stand for what you believe in, right, it's, it's they're going to consider that you're, you're a flop, no matter how much. Yeah. No matter how much they try to flop you out, you will succeed. It will grow. It will still align. It's The, the universe doesn't fail with that. Right, so no matter how long it takes, or the pushbacks, or whatever happened, it's still aligned. So no matter how scared you are to those folks out there, no matter how scared you are to stand up for what is right, stand up for what is right, because it all it all works out in the end. I believe in a good book that said all things, not some, all things work together for good. And for me, it's the fact that it is very important that standing on this particular format and this goal and this set opportunity but that, that that I seek for people that look like me, like young kids to have an opportunity, people to, to actually grow in business. It's 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 very, very important that I be real to what I do. And for me, this is not a job. This is a lifestyle because in as much as we do this, I have kids. Yeah. I want them to be able to say, yes, are you Peter's son? Are you Assassin's son tomorrow when I'm gone? Because the sense is very, very important that your grandkids or whatever will be able to stand for something and believe in what you do. Because no matter how much money you make, it will run out for your kids or run out for your grandkids. Absolutely. But a good name is more important than what well, whatever happens. And that is what... Yeah. That was a bar. Right. It's more important than the lifetime that when you do leave this world, yeah. what do you have to show yeah. that you achieved other yeah. than a house, a car, or, 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 or pension? There has to be something more to live in. Right? It's, oh. it's you made a good oh, so Kansas say right because you made a great point just now, bro. Right. And I want to talk to the black executives. There's a lot of black executives. Sometimes you don't even need to give and be a vendor or give that. Sometimes it's just support. Sometimes it's just mentorship. Sometimes it's coming on shows like this show, more than a title. It's like coming on the do show, Black Joy of, of Caffeine, a dose of Black Joy. It's about showing that love, giving each other those looks. A lot of times we don't do that. We got a business. We got an agency. Osas, guess what? We have not done any business with anyone black. Why is that? I have 20,000. I do 5 million impressions, bro. Just on LinkedIn. 
and, and don't don't leave out the other one. If you're gonna talk about it, talk about it. Let's, let's talk let's about, keep the it real. about the basics. Keep your fucking word. Word. How about that? Be a Straight man of word and be ten toes down. Do what you say you're gonna fucking say you're gonna do, or don't say it at all. We got invited. We got a yeah. personal invite, a personal fucking invite to Revolt World. Fact. We spent our money, paid for our tickets, everything to go down there. From the CEO, I got you. Come down there. We got down there, and he fucking disappeared. No call, no text, no nothing. Bro, we couldn't even get not on a guest list, not immediate. Are bro, you we, me? we we do, bro. We do millions of impressions on this show. We're charting on Apple, right? You and, gotta and be it, shitting me. And Jared couldn't get his name put on a simple ass printout piece of paper for a green fucking wristband. This is the bullshit that we're talking about. That right? we do, and we put up our right. own money, our own right. investment. But not everybody else is going to be able to do that, right? We, bro, everything we do for this podcast, bro. We put in a lot of time, a lot of hours to put out the black voice unfiltered. Like Chad said last week, we we had Matthew Knowles on, bro. We doing it. I'm doing it from the Bronx. And it's need we need more. And we why is no reason why we shouldn't be doing business with black vendors and we know them, right? There's no reason why they shouldn't be doing stuff like that. Shouldn't even be just coming on the show, just supporting. And it's a too much look at me and yeah, keep well, wanting to keep this. Let me say this to you. I just want to say this. I just want to get it out. Be clear, right? right. It is our fucking duty. It is our yeah. duty. To be willing to give up some fucking money when people have given up their actual life for us to sit here and even have this conversation. It is our it is our duty. People have given up their people talk that about came it. before us, gave up their actual life. The actions that they did, they knew they probably would get killed for. Absolutely. And they did it anyway to ensure future generations could have at least the possibility of something different. If you can't respect what they've done for us and you're not willing to give up a fucking couple of dollars, then you don't deserve the position that you're in. And that's the way I'm giving it up. That's it. So that's how I'm giving it up. It's, I understand exactly everything you say. Yeah. It's, it's, I'm on an ND on something. And uh, right. let me just quickly speak on this. Yeah, yeah, bro. Right. Uh, I'm on an NDA, so I can name names. No, that's okay. all good. All good. Uh, a black vendor told me about uh, an agency that was supposed to give him an opportunity. Mm -hmm. Did all he could. The black person in question said, at the end of the day, that's what I'm saying. I, I, I have to be very, very sure. Uh, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. And, and after doing all, all he did, he was top-notch for the job. But they gave it to a white-based agency. I'm just saying yes. this. Mm -hmm. Not because he wasn't qualified, but because there was skepticism about who he was and his person. And those are the kind of issues we face. And that's why it's time, right? Like I said, on one side, we have the CMOs. On the other side, we have the vendors. Yeah. Right? It's time we bridge the gap on the person doesn't have to be black most of the time. Facts. Right? We bridge the gap between those CMOs and those vendors. If you're killing it with those big businesses, they will come in. They'll call you. It might mm. be somebody else that give you that opportunity you need, right? That don't look like you. Oh, absolutely. Right? Absolutely. You're too big to grow. Absolutely. So sometimes it's not people who look like us that give us those opportunities to actually trend and grow in those places. And that, so but that's, that's a major why, problem because we're not in a position to give those opportunities yes. and that's what we need to create. Yes, and that's why you know what I mean? one, one, we need allies. 
to those who are in position who are scared, right, needs to understand that there's nothing for them to be scared about. Okay. Because no matter what they do, their job is still at stake. I love somebody out of South Africa. Amazing. She's amazing. Right. She told me we were in a meeting and she told me, hey, Peter, I'm going to give this opportunity to, to this agency that is black. Fuck it. I don't give a fuck. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Beans in the bell. Gotta give him the bell. <laughs> the bell on that. And that agency fucking killed it. Forgive my yeah. French. No, no. no. that job. Yeah. Right. And the bottom line is we need people who can be able to say, fuck it. I'm going to give the set opportunities. Yeah. Right. And I will push it forward because I've done my time in my work and I can believe it that I'm going to do it. I know of somebody else who is predominantly black. A birthday was done for her. The day when she was supposed to give an opportunity, she bailed out. Mm. Right. Wow. And she yeah. and that particular guy has, has current beef every single time they had can. Now, we don't need that. She's no longer at that job. We don't need those kind of scenarios and those bad blood within us. We need to come together. There, there, there's a South African word, which is Ubuntu. We need to understand what brotherly love is. Wait, say, what's the word again? Can you say the word again? Ubuntu. Which Ubuntu? means brotherly love. Ubuntu, okay. which is brotherly love. We have to understand what brotherly love is. And mm -hmm. with our brotherly love, we can't grow like other communities. Because... I remember when I used to stay in Dearborn. I saw in 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 Michigan, you have a lot of black, a lot of uh, uh, Middle Easterns coming together. People coming in from the Middle East with nothing, and they hook you up with a job, with a car, with a house. We need to understand that no matter what we do, the little that we have to be the places where we are, we need to support people that I look like us because we might not be in those opportunities tomorrow and they will help us. They will take us up and they will provide for those opportunities when we don't have. It is important that we make those set opportunities available to us so we grow as a community because there's so much issues we face. We need to come together, right? And I, I, I'll say this out there on this call right now. Yes, yeah, let's yeah, go. Yeah person i'm sorry right contact me anytime right i do apologize to you i'm not going into 2024 with a grudge and i want to come together to build a community with everyone who looks like me because it's very very important that the time is now we don't have much time but the time is now for us to come together we need to understand what brotherly love is and grow as one we can't keep fighting. The divisions you think you we are growing in and the little monies you think you're making are peanuts. You are eating the crumbs or you don't even have a slice of the bread. And we can ask for two slices from one for me, one for you and one for and to ensure that we can grow together. And that is what we need to pull forward, because in as much as we do this, no other person will come help us than us. And we can grow the next generation and move yeah. forward. Message. Message. Give him one more. Message. Give him a triple. <laughs> hold, on. hold on. We hold have on. to start a fifth hold period. On. Nah, man. That yeah. was, no, that yeah. was real, Absolutely. man. Yeah. That was real. But I'm yeah. also thinking too, too, brother. Like, what, what, hold oh, on. Oh, what we got it, we got it on loop. That deserved it. I ain't gonna hold you, bro. So, yeah. so, yeah, from, so from also, I want to know 
I'm gonna, I'm gonna, we can go into that later, but I want to know if you're expanding to other verticals with Black at because it's not Black at Can. So are you thinking about other avenues where they could use support, like let's say Black at the Grammys, Black at the Oscars, right? So, yeah, Actors so, and things like that. So, so uh, Black at now. So what we're creating, we're creating. I haven't spoke about spoken about that yet. So we're create, okay. creating a platform where Black at it's it geographically positioned. So mm. uh, there are three basic uh, offerings on the platform. One for the executives, the CMOs and, and the CEOs. Two, for the vendors, the, the agency owners and what have you. And three, for the automated users. So Black Art works geographically. So if you are in a city, right, we're working with the likes of Event Noir uh, and other Black organizations, so actually put, put it out. Shout out, Jeff. Um, so uh, we, we want to be able to create a platform where no matter where you are, whether you are the Grammys, and you want to hold an event where you can get people together, right? You can actually create that platform. And anyone who operates on the Black Hat platform can actually understand the events that you're creating. So whether, whether, whether you, you are the French Open in Paris, where you, you can find a Black Hat venue that of, of an event of people of like minds uh, 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 gathering together, better be it group Black holding a party in 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 in, in, in in Cannes or, or in Core Beach or in an event, we want to be able to understand or some other event at, at, at CES. We want to be able to understand what those business information or whatever platforms or events that you're holding, that you can come together, talk business, do business, and actually find productivity that will actually move you forward. Just like you said, when you were at at, at that at, at that event in uh, that that um, from uh, from that that you were not allowed in, right? If you were on the platform, there'll be other people who are there who will give you that same accessibility because you're already there and get you the right people who answer those said issues. Because the most important thing for us is to come together as a community, and we cannot continue being divided. So whether you are the Grammys or you are at, you are you are some fair, fair festival down in Alabama, right? That is ninety percent white. Yeah. You're gonna get those ten folks, right? That can come to you together and be able to lock horns, and that's what we're trying to create. We, our roll rollout is a uh, is a uh, is a uh, can twenty twenty four. Um, mm. Prior to that, we're currently on the beta test testing phase, um, and we are. Basically, looking at ensuring that there's a connectivity and a bridge being bring together between CMOs, executives, and working together and understanding that we cannot keep having the same issues that I spoke of, right? The two three issues that I spoke of. We need to we, we need to sit down, have some tea, like the British, and with some biscuit. <laughs> and solve the same issues so we don't keep fighting among ourselves because whether you're a CMO or you are a, a vendor of an agency we all need each other Message. and that's very very important wait wait hold on wait hold on I, I want to let that rock for a second because as you said Chad, I don't know if you, if you want to go the same no. way with this right quick no go ahead man go ahead. I, 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 I really want to no because you're spitting bars bro but it also yeah. makes me wonder about the business of this, right? So can you walk us through, like, so for the organization, funding, things like that, right? You said you put in a million invested into the business, right? I'm assuming that this is this is it, right? I don't know if you have any other side businesses or anything like that. So how does the funding work? How do you drive revenue and things like that? How does that work? It's it's um, how we drive revenue is basically from 
like I said, those who believe. It's the word is believe. It's mm. uh, for for example, this year we had Brand Jordan. It's uh hey Sean Watkins. Uh, uh we 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 had PNG. Uh, Eric Austin. Ooh. We we had we had uh we we had Dove. Uh, so, sorry. Uh, we had um we had a uh, Unilever Dove. Uh, we had we had LinkedIn. We had we had amazing black folks. Uh, Albany, and that's what I'm trying to say. When we um, when we show up as a community, we support each other, and that is amazing. It's beautiful. We we eat, we vibe, we understand who we are, but we need to move into the next level, which is how do we do business that is beneficial to the growth of the of the CMO, to the pocket of the vendor, to ensure that there is there, there, there's potential. And that is where it's important. So for yeah. us, how yeah. to grow is basically those folks who, who are who we can call up and say, yo, what's up? And <laughs> I need this money right now. Right, and they do show up. Right. Mm. Wait, 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 stop right Matthew. there. <laughs> no, I only want to stop because Matthew Knowles said this same thing. episode, right? He said, like, if I need a million dollars, I could call up like he said, if I need a million dollars tomorrow, cash, I could call up like two people, three the most, like not talking family, right? I could call up like two people, three people the most, and say, I need this million. He said, I guarantee you I'll get it. He said the exact same thing. Same thing. That's same real. Thing. Yeah. But how, how, how does one that's listening and it may not be in the business, how does one develop those relationships? How do you cultivate those relationships to be able to get that? And cultivating those relationships, one, are with, one, uh, growth, personal time. Uh, some of these folks, right? Uh -huh. I might not know them directly. Yeah, yeah exactly. But, but, but I, I, I might know uh, Sharon uh, that, 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 that I spent that I went to college with 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 with, with James or or, or or the state in the same dorm. And those are the sets of relationships That's that right. you build. Yeah. So it's all about network and connect connecting with yeah. people who can actually support you and have the same mindset of what your growth potentials are. Yeah. Mm. And like I said, wow. right, raising a million, right, is amazing, but you can raise it from people who are supportive of what you do and ready to make sure that what you're pushing forward also align to the goals that it can go back to your bosses and say this is why we did this yeah this this is the roi fail on it to make sure that you push them yeah. to the effort that they become successful in what they do and they applauded i know of a lot of people who got promotions after can this year just because we're able to magnify what we did with them. And part of that is, let's give you one of those. Yeah. Michael, I had to give you an air horn for that. That's we gotta yeah. celebrate yeah. black. Yeah. Part of that is very, very important. And we want to be able to make sure that you excel in what you do. Uh-huh. So I'm not gonna come back and tell you, give me XYZ amount of monies if I do not have a strategy for personal growth. There has to be personal growth for them. So for me, it's very, very important that whatever you do, create a strategy that will also help them to succeed because mm -hmm. it's very, very important that they succeed. And if they do succeed, you succeed. So if you go knock on your door next year, that check will be waiting for you before you ask. Yeah.
Yeah, but I I just want to chime in real quick. I have to say this at this point. Support is support. If you truly want to support somebody, then if you want to outline a a, a plan of action to get the support is one thing. Mm -hmm. My problem is our community too often makes each other beg and fucking grovel. You understand? And jump through hoops. And you got to do all these unimaginable things to get the support. That's where I have the problem with, right? You see, we look, this is our platform. You want to come on the show? We look you up. If you got a good story, you're on the show. You didn't pay to come on the show. You understand? You didn't give us no endorsement. We didn't ask for anything. That's how support unilaterally should be. We know that you have a great story. We, we've done our research on you. You can absolutely come on the show. It shouldn't be a catch-22 for support. It's either you want to support the, the culture or you don't. Oh, you don't. Too many fucking times we got to beg. We got we to gotta grovel. Like Jared said, like, why am I, why is he doing millions, not hundreds of thousands, not millions of impressions consistently for years? Still ain't good enough yet? Couldn't even get an entry social media job. You shoot right. me, I get more than some brands. Right. We get more than some brands, right. me and my cousin. Right. So we started our own. Right. And the fact is, I'm, I'll tell you a story. One of our first clients that we were going to have was going to be a black brand. And you know what? We got to the end of the call. Say it. I'm not going to say the brand, bro. No, no, don't say it now. Say, say, what, say what their response was. He, 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 he said, I don't want to pay. Literally said, I don't want to pay. We done came up with a whole proposal. We done looked at your business. We came with a growth plan. Three and you said you don't want to pay? Three calls later? Boy. If it was say, can you say it, Osas? If he was a white boy, give it the real. White boy, I was there. the way he said it though, it wasn't even like he wasn't even direct with the "I don't want to pay." He tried to like worm his way out the shit. He was like, you know, um, we wasn't really looking to um, like really pay for these services. We were looking like, you know, we don't really have the the budget. Wait. You think we're gonna intern for what you want done? Like you think this is intern work? You're out of your fucking mind. And the brand was one of the biggest black, like not biggest, but but it's a black brand that means something to us as a culture, and it and it means everything that we're talking about. And guess That's what? All I'm gonna say. And they advertise themselves as that brand for that reason to get the attention. And then when you get the attention, you turn around and you fucking piss in the pot. Yeah, I know, I know. It's, that's crazy. It's crazy. You'd it's be surprised. Crazy. You'd be surprised. It's what all the time, and that's where, again, like I said, there has to be a conversation that, as a community, we need to be able to sit down and lock the door in with all of us inside it, and and just trash it out. So, so, so then let me ask you this then. So, why do we need Khan? Why we need Khan? No, I, I know it's important. It's like the Grammys, but why aren't we creating our own? There's Afro um, Tech Stars, there's Afro Tech, there's a few other ones, but why isn't one getting the exposure of a of a Khan? There's no competitor. Yeah, it's why we need Khan is simple. It's we need to be able to get the money we need to be able to grow. We need to be able to get to that stage where we are respected on a global scale. And that is very, very important for us to grow. So, yeah. again, That's like right. we said, if you have a can lion, right, it means a lot. If you get another award that is black, forgive my friends, it's shit. It's the Grammys versus the well, BET you know, Award. You know what it is? So, it's, it's the standard right now. Yes. Yeah, so, until so we create another standard, award the to the Grammys. Yeah, exactly. 
Yeah. So cans, it's the Grammys. Yeah. So we need to be able to scale and build. But in order for us to be able to build as a community, we need to be able to understand that we have the monies, first of all, to be able to say, yeah. fuck you, I don't need I don't need you to be able to do what I want to do. Understand as a community is important that we scale up, we meet up, right? In places where we value the most and we put it together that it is important that the executives, the vendors, and all together come in a common place where we can meet up and say, how do we solve this problem? Because in as much as we keep saying this, right, there's going to be a whole lot of haters say, no, I'm not going to give him that money. Uh, there are going to be a lot of people that say, no, don't give him money. There are going to be a lot of people, oh, you want to give that guy that money? No, he's this, he's that. He's just going to eat the money away. You want to give him that job? No, don't. There are going to be a lot of people that are going to just say shit behind your back. And those people that say shit behind your back, they look like you. Yes. Uh, right? Yeah. Next it. Why it's important that we meet up in a place where they understand your value, yeah, and understand that without them, sometimes you are still going to scale up to this place where you yeah. where you ought to be, because sometimes we need outward validation for respect within yeah. our community. It yeah. is mm. terrible, but it's the truth. Yeah, right. Around, Until yeah. we understand that validation is for us. Yeah. You still yeah. need to play the way it is. Yeah. So that is why it's important that can is important to us mm -hmm. to be able to understand that you are not just going there to be on the side, but you are going there to partake yeah. in the activities. You're a jeweler, you're a speaker, you 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 are you are there for a reason uh, that is official. And that is why it's important because that is how you scale to be able to get to the places where you need to be. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, you you want one can lion. Yeah. Oh, I saw you were a juror at Cannes. Oh, I saw you. I saw your speaking engagement at Cannes. It's yeah. important. So when they they come, because when they get there, they are still on the side, right? Right. The, the whole fronting and all that that they have comes down, and they are humble. Yeah. In that humble stage, you have equality to have those conversations. Absolutely. It's vital that we be in a place where it's neutral to speak on the things that are important to us and sort that out and be able to get those issues resolved, whether it be revolt or be whatever stuff that may happen. When we get to that page where we are all equal, we are all, we are, we are all skin folk, we are all the same folk, right? It's just, yeah. For for give my French, but Jay Z's word, it's a still a, whatever that is. We are still this a. Oh, okay, okay, right, 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 right. I got and you. So, 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 so that is what, that you. is what we are yeah. when when we get to a particular place. Because at the end of the day, we are seen in a particular manner. Yeah, and being humble in a place where. You cannot have a concrete and a candid conversation yeah. on productivity and progress. It's important. Yeah, absolutely. So that is where it's needed yeah. for us as a people to move absolutely. forward. Absolutely. I just I just want to chime in real quick. And I've said this a hundred times. And I'm going to say it again, though. Cons might be the Grammys, and that might be the epitome of 
what that success looks like, but never discount the smaller success steps no. that you need to take to get there, right? So, you know, we mentioned like BET. And the, if you, again, we're coming from a culture that a lot of us have never accomplished graduating high school. Do you understand what I'm saying, right? Mm -hmm. We need to stop looking at TV and fucking movies and videos and people that are the 1% that have, have achieved extreme success and allowing that to dilute what success actually looks like, right? If you actually graduate high school in our communities, right? And you actually go to college, you might be the first fucking person in your in your family to go to college. That is a success. I don't care if you went to fucking Harvard or Bronx Community College. You mm -hmm. are a success story. You understand what I'm saying? And throughout your journey, if you are able to get accolades from your peers, because to me, I'm going to be honest with you, it's more important that my peers, my community acknowledge me than a fucking... A, a community that doesn't even know me, that doesn't even understand my values, that that's only taken from my culture any fucking way. That's where my values are. My values are in my community, right? So yeah, yeah. Uh, we need to take more, um, just be more happy, right? And take more pride in the small accolades because they also help you get ready for the main stage, right? Going from here to cons is a big fucking a jump. Big you might not be ready for that, right? So it is important for you to, like walking, right? You don't learn how to run right off the back. You crawl first, then you walk and you kind of fall down. You learn how to walk and then you learn, right? It's steps. So I think the progressionary steps are very important to teach us what it is to not only work through things, but to, to get to these levels. So by the time you get to this upper echelon level, you have the experience and the fortitude to know how to handle it. Yeah, you, you, you know what I mean? You're right. You're right. It's uh, You're very right. But... For me, what I see or what I okay, see, appreciate I you, <laughs> appreciate <laughs> you, <laughs> like, like like what I see and what I envision yeah. beyond this, it's it's what we created. Like I said, we have a five-year strategic plan. Yeah, it's can is amazing, and for us, it's black hat. For us, is progression. It's wherever you are, right, and how you are able to come together as a community. How we are able to come together as a community, whether we are like for the first time last year, it's it's uh group black did parties in Cannes uh that was looking like you were somewhere in Louisiana or or you were somewhere in Detroit or at yeah. ATL. Okay, that was great. You, no, okay, but Osas, can you paint, paint the picture? Paint the picture for us. I saw the pictures. Paint, paint the picture for us. I, I didn't even see the like pictures. Two so other yeah. black people, drinks pouring everywhere, right? right. Yeah. We, we did similar in Cannes this year, right? Where we had we had we we had our yacht par, par parties for for the second year in a row. We had our events as, as a community parties pumping around, all black, uh, all around. And for us, mm. there has been an increase. Of black representation. So where does that lead to at the end of the day when we're picking our bags up on Saturday morning? Yes. We shouldn't be waiting for June of 2024. Yes. Before we decide on what our progression is. By the time we get back to New York yes. or Atlanta or, or London, we should be creating an avenue in relation to how we can grow and scale as a community. When we do eventually go to Cannes again, uh, our, our aim is to basically come together and say, what have we achieved when we get down to that particular place? What have we achieved for the past one year? How has your business grown? 
yeah. what are the opportunities you've achieved? And that's where for us, it's we, we don't want to change the narrative and say, oh, we don't want to go to Cannes. But what we want to do is we want to be able to create spaces that we don't need to wait until we get there on how we grow and how we com communicate together and how we are able to fund our businesses and how we are able to do various things that make us grow as individuals. So for us, we want a system in place because like I said, we, we're doing that. We, we, we are going to count again this year, but we want to focus more on productivity rather than how we can party real hard and how we can throw the best power parties in the city and what celebrities we bring in. Yeah. That's amazing, but we need to also understand that we need productivity because behind that facade that you put forward and the smile that, 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 that you're going on, when you jump on that plane, there's a whole lot of bills waiting for you. Right, that you don't have the same thing that the white boys do and accessibility and the fundings for your business. So we have to take that in place. So for us, yes, there can be avenues where, 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 where we create different events, but what is the goal to creating those events? That's why coming together, first of all, to define what our aims are at a common place, where we can see those sets of people who don't show up for 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 those invites you send, yeah, no. who don't show up for for those things you need them for, but they will show up in certain places. Yeah, you have access to them at that point in time, and they can see you, and they don't have the access that you have, and that is part of the glory to people position you. So next, they will be the one chasing after you, and not you chasing after them. And next, that will push it forward, and the strategy behind how how that growth is. That, and yeah. and that's and that's exactly what we're doing this for. You, you you'd be surprised besides what we do behind the scenes that we don't put on the forefront. That 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 just from we've done we've done sixty episodes just this year. We've gotten CEOs with each other. We've gotten black creators with each other. We've we've helped people negotiate stuff. We've done a lot. And actually, what we're gonna do next year, we're gonna do something where our guests can talk to each other. So, for instance, we had Paxton uh, Baker, who was the chairman of the Washington Nationals. You should have access to him because he was on the show. You should have access to Walt Gear. You should have access to this one. You should have access to that, right? Mm -hmm. So when I asked you earlier, that was a big thing for me because I'm like, how do you foster that community? I could create the page, but a lot of stuff happens behind the scenes. So how do you make sure that these black people, because we all have different, we all have different agendas. We have different goals. Right. So, you know, what I mean, this CMO might want to do that. This brand wants to do that. The party's cool. We got the look. We got the pictures. We get back home. It's back to the game. Yeah. We dope. Like I said, we 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 we, we pull up with the yeah. game. But yeah. there has to be a time where we understand each other. Exactly. And that's, and that's what we're trying to create. We want to create I a tell you on that. Where, like 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 you said, talk with each other, the bridge. Yeah. Right, focus like man, you've not been picking my calls, man. I've been trying to get in touch with you. I've sent you 40 emails and you've yeah. not gotten in touch with me. How can how can I be do that with, with a click of a button? Right? That is the perfect idea we want to push forward. Yeah, and that's that's and that's how Thank you, Kelly. That's how <laughs> we need to be able to move forward, create that strategy, and that's what, what, what we want because we know what the CMOs want, we know what they need. Yep. We know how to get them what they need. Yep. But the bottom line is, how do you now make sure that those vendors get that access? That's so hard, man. And that's, we, difficult. that's difficult. That's difficult. But I think we're so small. Pull it together 
And when we bring those two together, there is synergy because the sense that they need something and these people also need something. The bridge yeah. is put forward. And the, the, the CMOs and the CEOs are able to glorify what they do because they've been able to answer the question of those vendors yeah. who are predominantly black and who don't have access. So for yeah. us, accessibility is a major thing, like, like you said, and that's what we're fighting for. Yeah. Those yeah, folks who never show up in places, like you said, go ahead and create all the black uh, events you want to create. They will never show yeah. up yeah. because that's not what they're looking for. Absolutely. Right. But, 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 that's okay. but that's okay. Yeah. But that's okay. But that's, that's, that's okay. That's okay. For them to grow. No, I'm with you, but that's okay, right? But remember what I said. Fuck the masses, man. Fuck the masses. Like, we are Sparta. Get the 10 people that want to do it, that have the passion to do it. That's not looking at it like it's a job. That's looking at it like this is my life's journey. Start with them. Grow it from there. And it will become something so big that now it's like you're the only fucking idiot that's not dealing with us. Now, you understand what I'm saying? It, be, it becomes something that is like perfect like Jared said, right? So let's say we reached out to some people. You didn't want to come on the show. No problem. You didn't want to come on the show. We appreciate you. We did 60 episodes this year, right? Not only did we do, do 60 episodes just this year, we've had so many bangers that going into next year, you know what we're telling them? Yesterday's price is not today's price. Right. So now <laughs> when we offered you the lifeline to come on to the show where we were. You didn't want to come on. No problem. We are scaling this show. Let's be very clear. One of the main objectives, and we always talk about this and we're putting this together. Jared is in the process and we're working together right now with other black creators to do in-person live events to bring black creators together to spread the information. Be clear. We are all about spreading information, bridging the connection between the C-suite individual and the people in the community. You can come on the show now. We love the gyms and we love all that. Once we get to a certain level, you will not. We will have a set of standards. If you don't abide by the standards, we're not mad. You won't be on this platform. But to be on this platform past a certain point, you're going to have to give back. It's not even an option. An internship, Absolutely. an elevator pitch call, you're going to give back something to the community or you will not be on this platform. We're going to hold ourselves accountable and we're going to set the standard so that other people can see that we're going to hold you accountable. That's the only way that this thing works. And we're not asking for everybody, right? Give us the four or five people that want to work, and we're going to build from there. That's it, yeah. He's part that boy party. You know That's what I'm saying? We're going gonna to build from there because, it, you know, this This is a lot of work, Osa, and I know you know this, right? This yep. is a lot of work. Let's talk about it. Okay, this is a lot of work to even have something like this. It's a lot of work to reach out to individuals repeatedly, take no for an answer. You understand and things of that nature. So it takes a certain sort of a certain fortitude to keep going, right? To keep going through this. And let me tell you something. Let's be clear, right? And ja me and Jared say this all the time, right? Guess what? We're like you. We listen. We fund this thing on our Ourselves. own. On our own. Let's be very clear. We don't have no sponsors. Ain't no corporations putting money behind us. We putting our fucking money where our mouth is. You see. We are willing to fall on the sword. You see, Absolutely. we're unapologetic because we're willing to fall on the sword. We are willing to lose a couple dollars. We're willing to lose some some a, a position or a title to give someone like yourself the voice and the yep. platform to get your message out to the masses so that we can say, guess what? 
Osas, your 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 episode alone got two hundred thousand impressions in a, in two weeks. You know what I mean? That's it. You have inspired God knows how many people. Because guess what? What's the ROI for that now? Absolutely. So we we're making impact on the ground level. Ground level. The CMO won't usually have or typically have. Do you know how many people that we that we've just changed their just changed their mindset that yeah. I can do it. We can go outside and get some milk right now. We just had Dr. Matthew Knowles on. I sat there and tried to make that. I'll tell you the story. Two years. It took two years I reached out to that brother. You know how long I... And I've asked Paxton, what was what was the one reason why you came on the show? You were persistent. We don't take no for an answer because guess what? We love what we do, but I wouldn't have known that Paxton was the youngest of eight kids in Compton, California, who actually bought into a major professional sports team. I wouldn't have even known that's possible. Mm -hmm. How would my son know? It's not, it's not televised. And he told how he got the opportunity by being courteous and just holding the elevator or something for the guy that he was going to interview with. That that that's holding the, the door. That started his career. That's the crazy. Right. Like, so it's little things right. like that that right. we will not hear that we right. need the blueprint for, and that's why we created this. We're more than that. I'm getting five million impressions, but I can't get an entry level social media job. So f that. I'm gonna create the table, and I'm gonna create quality work, and I'm gonna show you my standard, and I'm gonna create my part, my price, and my market value. But not everybody's willing to do that. Not a lot of brothers are willing to take away that three hundred thousand to come partner with a brother. Now imagine if I had. With my impressions, <laughs> imagine if I had, I'm just not even going to throw it. Imagine if I had somebody like a Walt. Right. Me right. and Walt created agencies, game over. Right. Will you do that? Because right. I'm kind of position. I'm just saying, you know what I'm trying to say? So it's a lot. We're, we're putting our money while I'm, we're a year in, bro. Yep. And it's a lot. We have good days, bad days, everything in between. Yeah. The podcast, we we did three years ago, we had zero relationships. Let's be clear. Zero. Yeah. Zero, man. I was just tired of doing sales, Osas. I got tired of cold calling people and said, so I'm just going to do video shit. Go on LinkedIn, wear a hat, a hoodie, <laughs> you know, be but, my but, damn self. <laughs> but, but, give, but give yourself credit. Real talk. Because Osas, we have a game plan. Let's be clear. Yes. When we created this company a year ago. We Let's say we went to uh, between five or six events where we had to fly out from New York, I think Florida twice and Atlanta. And we, we've gone to That's these events, right? We always have a game plan. Absolutely. We get there. We come up with a list of things that we want to accomplish. Who do we want to meet? Who do we want to talk to? What do we want to accomplish um, from this event? What do I want to learn? Because let's be clear, going to cons is dope for the parties, but I'm an intellectual. I want to go there and I want to go to these, these speak, these, um, what do you call these things? Um, like the uh, panels. The panels, thank you. Yeah. Panels. And I want to listen and I want to learn from people that are way smarter than me because I'm going to take that information and I'm going to come back and say, Jared, okay, we were doing this and now I just learned this and now I'm going to implement that and we're going to take this business to the next level, right? And we've done that, right? And perfect example, uh, our first trip last year was to PodFest uh, as a company. We went to PodFest as just simple attendees and this year we're on the stage speaking. So within one year, we went from being an attendee to being on a panel on stage because we had a game plan, because we forced the relationships. So everything that you said about how you're operating cons hits true. It hits home for us because that's the way we operate, right? Yeah. But the biggest thing is, is the mentorship. We are fucking winging this shit, man. I'm just being honest with you. Like we are learning on the fly. Imagine. Imagine if we had somebody that was already in this industry, 
that already knew podcasting, that already understood monetization and everything, that seen what we were doing, that took us under the wing and said, I'm going to teach you. I see what you're doing, but let me show you how to do it, you know, this way. It would be game over. Or, or just come on the show and say, I had a great experience. Yo, let me introduce you to some brands that we can yeah. do sponsorship with. Yeah. We you know, do it ourselves. We do it. We got merch. We do all that stuff. We know that, but it'd be yeah. nice for a layup shit. <laughs> like I said, it's accessibility is important. Yeah. It's, it's key. You don't have access to people who can give you what you need. Shot town. Now I'm scared of Chicago. I ain't even going to lie. Uh, we, <laughs> we'll be in Chicago in March. Anyway. Yeah. Um, but, um, she said, "Come to Chicago." I, I yeah, see what happened yeah. to Juicy Smoothie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not coming to Chicago. <laughs> uh, it's uh, it's. You feel me? about access. <laughs> you don't have access to those people who can yeah. actually give give you the ropes of how yeah. it works. Yeah, it becomes an issue. So, yeah. Yeah. for us again, I I I want to start closing on this. It's yeah. accessibility is important. Yeah. And if you have access to sit down those people who are decision makers, not those emails, right? Those people from talking, from attending to being on the stage because you had access to people who could make that happen. Fact. You were there one-on-one -on -one with the people who could make those changes. That is how it works. Decision making. In business, is you have to be in front of the decision makers. Yep. You don't have to be below with the ones who can make the decisions. Yeah. Sometimes we are in the forefront of people who can make those decisions yep. and they are raising themselves up that they are decision makers why they are not. Mm. Right. And that is a lot of problem we face as black people, that people step in front of us and tell us they can make decisions, but they can't. The decision maker will tell you yes. Bring me all the documentations, and this will be proof of what I need. Yeah. And those decisions are stamped. But the ones that will not make those decisions are going to give you a whole lot of running around. And two, the, the, the two ways to that is this. They are, will, will the ones who make the decisions might tally for a while, but they will give you it because they are decision makers mm -hmm. and they need the proof to be able to, to stand with what they what, what they said because yes. they, they have a lot of people on their back. They have a whole lot of issues that they have to face in making those decisions. But they are the ones who just want to talk the talk and not walk the walk. So differentiating who those people are is very important so you don't waste your time. And most of the time, we get tired in the sense that you put out those information, and at the end of the day, you get little or no improvement on the outcomes of what happens. Mm. So you're tired. Am I doing the right thing? What am I doing wrong? It's not that you're not doing any something wrong, but because the people that you've associated with are not the ones who make the decisions. Yeah. So for us, we need to clarify and grow as a community. That's why it's important to be where the decision makers are. Differentiate the ones who are real, the ones who are fake, and the ones who will help you out. And that is how we can scale up as a community, grow as a community. If not, we're just talking. We're going to be having the same conversation a year from now on the same issues, rather than you growing up to a network status and you making tons of monies out of this. Absolutely. We'll just be having the same conversations if you are not in the right places where between this 
uh, talk we're having was supposed to have maybe 10, 20, 10 to 20 different ads of people buying into your 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 your, your podcasts yeah. because it's important because you're reaching out to a community that they can't reach out to and that's engagement that's monies for them yes, to approach the market but now they are not looking at it from that particular structure because you are not in engaging with those right people who make those decisions to get you to set monies and those campaigns you need to grow and scale to this place where you want to be. So come 2024, we need to be very di directive, be strategic on how we grow and move forward as a community. The word of 2024, intentional. Intentional. I'm, I'm, I'm giving it to you. Go ahead. Oh, whoa, whoa, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm sorry, Osas. He ain't giving. He ain't giving me nothing. I'm just. <laughs> I'm, I'm locking you up. I'm, I'm giving you the slow walking, baby. So you can, you can, you can get ready for, get ready so with the we, shows. We about to, do it. But I will let you know, your man. First of all, Osas. Hold on, hold on. Did it start? Did it start? Did it start? Well, hold on. You got it on repeat. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm, 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 I'm giving you the warm up. No, we, we about to. First yeah. of all, this is yeah. the last episode of the season, Osas. I want to just say, we said it off camera. I want to say it on camera as well. Yeah. Thank you for coming on. Thank you for, for yeah. telling us your story. Thank yeah. you for doing what you do, brother. Yeah. Like, real talk, man. So we, we appreciate all this. And that's why we created this, man. We want to hear from stories like you. We want to hear from brothers like yourself, sisters like yourself. We want to hear from everybody. We want to hear people from good, with good hearts and good stories, man. But we want to give the information back to our people. And what something you just said, brother, was that have the decision makers on. So I remember when we first created this, people were like, why are you doing business? Why are you doing that, right? Because, and look who we have. We have decision makers, industry, industry leaders on the show. And that's what it means is being able to be, connect those dots and bridge those gaps. So I can be like, yo, you know, Walt, talk to Peter. Peter, that, you know, I reached out to you personally. I didn't want to use a favor from Walt. I keep it real with you. <laughs> I didn't want to use a favor from Walt. Walt's my brother. He said, can you let me put him in touch with Peter? Now I'm going to reach out to the brother. I want to reach out. I want to forge that relationship. You know what I'm trying to say? So I thank you for reaching back out. I thank you for taking time, giving us game. Thank you for what you do. I would love to, you know, collaborate further, man, on some content. Anything you need from us, more than the titles on deck. And let's make this shit happen, man. We'll, let's be intentional. We'll, we'll love to have you at Cannes uh, broadcasting live next year. Uh, we'll check out what the possibilities are. Yeah. Uh, let's, let's do the conversation because yeah. the most important thing that we want to do is we want to ensure that Showing up is not just showing up. Right. But showing up is productivity. productivity. And there's a goal in showing up that when you leave, you get what you came for. And that is very, very important. And that is very, very intentional. And that is how we need to strategize. And that is how we need to move forward come 2024. Less talk, more action. Absolutely, brother. My uh, brother, my you, brother, you, you don't mind. You got his number already? No, I was gonna say actually put it in the private chat. We're gonna we're gonna send off the season real quick, but on the right hand channel yeah. is a private chat. Can you put your number in, bro? So we can start the group chat. Yeah, so normally cool. what we do, Osas, is uh all of our guests that come on, we, we create a group chat between me, Jared, and the guests. That way when we communicate, it's all fluent. Um, and we can discuss, you know, whatever possibilities, you know, look like moving yeah. forward. Um, but I, we I just check up on you too. We just say what's up too, you know what I mean? That's what we do. Thing, right? So we do this with all our guests. And um, I don't know if you actually have watched, you know, a lot of the shows and a lot of our footage. We've had several yeah. guests take advantage of this. We are offering you the red carpet. You know, if you're ever in New York, we would love to actually, you know, link up with you in person. We're coming to New York. Uh, we're coming to New York. So we, we do the road to Cannes. 
So okay. we're coming to New York. Uh, we with a part partners from McCann, New York, uh, with LinkedIn. Oh, New York. So we will yeah. look at, at how we can talk, come to New York and do something live in New York. Test, test oh. run it on the possibility, bro. We, we're we're, we're working on a LinkedIn creator, a creator conference for black creators. Right. We're working on that right now with Dr. Janice and a lot right. of other black content creators. Well, I'll, I'll pop, I'll pass it to my folks on LinkedIn. Let's make let's it happen. Conversation, man. Let's, let's Let's make it happen, my brothers. Let's make it happen. But man, so, I just, know, I just, I just want to okay. say thank you. You know, we gonna, you know, Jared's gonna take us home. But I just, you know, again, once right. again, ladies and gentlemen, this is our thirty-second episode. Having brothers like this on the show, man, I've learned so much this season alone. I'm, I'm never afraid to admit when I don't know something. I've learned so much. I am so grateful, um, for these brothers and these sisters that have have graced us. With their time and their and their and their presence and their and their intelligence, man, I've learned so much. I just want to say thank you. You've inspired me. Um, I will continue this journey. I know that you've inspired a lot of our listeners. And while I was doing this podcast, I was keeping my myself cool with my more than a title cup. Absolutely, Jerry, you got your more than a title cup. Yeah, I cleaned up. I cleaned up. Plastic over there, but. I you know, cleaned up the house yesterday. I can't even find the shit. I cleaned up and lost my shit. You know, so you know. But I will be ordering more at otbdigital.com because it's the only drink that can keep your juice cold for an hour and a half that's during right, the podcast. That's right. Um, and, and let let the people know where they can find you, Osas. Please, for anybody that's looking to get in contact with you, please. Uh, let them know where they can find you. Sure. Uh, you can find me at peter.u at blackatcan.org. Uh, send me an email. Uh, uh, or you can send an email to to uh, to, uh, to 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 uh, to us at in any time you want. Uh, you you can send an email to uh, uh, to uh, joy.u at blackatcan.org, um, or you can go to blackatcan.org at any time. We we're switching away from that. Uh, we we will be launching our platform soon. And uh, the platform will engage three things. One, uh, executives, vendors, and everyone else. Mentorship, accessibility. Uh, accessibility to speak with people who are executives. Accessibility to get mentorship programs. Accessibility to have master classes and learn from people who have been there for years, who, want, who wants to learn, understand the roots of what it means in, in the business, to understand what they need need, need, need to, to do startup, to give them that head start. So uh, that's what our platform will be. And also to connect in where you are in the world, whether, whether you are in New York or attending the Grammys in LA, we want to be able to connect with each other and see what business we can do and break bread. That's it. That's it, man. That's what it's about, baby. And and I I would love to see how we could be a part of that, Jared. I'm down. We'll have that conversation because we are see sweet individuals. (laughs) You ain't got to say that. You ain't got to say that. Pat on on his shoulder. You are see sweet individuals. Revenue officer. You know what I'm saying? That's what we do. And we create a whole lot of revenue. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Only if you buy your OTB digital clubs and your merch (laughs) and your everything. But I just want to say, just real talk on ending, man. This is season four, man. This is I've been doing this from season one. I brought my cousin on season three, man. Yes. Uh, this year has been a fucking whirlwind. 
and and it's been a great experience, bro. And I just want to say, you know, shout out to the fans. You said that, bro. Because yeah. of man, I love you, my brother, man. This is why we do, man. And this is what it is, man. I wouldn't want to do this shit with nobody else. We rocking. We have good days. We have bad days. We yeah. have really good really days. days. <laughs> we have really bad days. Really and it's days, days I don't want to talk. There's days yeah. I've got my kids. Yeah. I've got my son in the room right now. Yeah. And we show up. And we show up for y'all, man. We show up for our families. We show up for this dream that yeah. we can all make it. That we can make it. Our kids can make it. They ain't got to go through the bullshit that me, Osiris, and Chad went through. But it got to be together. Together. And, you know, and that's what is real, man. We've done this shit together. Absolutely. Everything we've done together. Me and my cousin together, man. So if not anything, man, I just hope we inspire y'all. Yep. Because this shit ain't easy. And we're going to take this shit. And we're not stopping at all. And, and happy holidays to everybody out there. Happy holidays. Yes. Yeah. You know, happy holidays to everybody. Okay, out here. Um, everyone, take care. Thank you. you have. It was an amazing time today. Yeah, man. And listen, we letting y'all know this will be the last season. We will not continue with any more seasons we are going now numbered episodes because the, the demand is overwhelming we love it we will be no more seasons we're going to take a break come back in january and then it's full throttle through and just remember the motto if it ain't bright shit it just ain't right i'm here to lighten up your life baby more than the Let's title get it more than the title baby happy yeah. holidays we out here season Want it all